This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Welcome to the MLB Extras Kansas City Royals podcast. I'm Anthony Kastrovitz, joined by Royals beat reporter Jeffrey Flanagan, who's getting ready to head off to Sin City. Jeffrey, uh, what's your game of choice out in Vegas other than standing around the lobby of the Mandalay Bay for the winter meeting? Or is that your game of choice? Uh, actually, I, w- I would hold the dog track player, horse track. So um, <laughs> I've, I've never got into casinos. Casinos kind of came into Kansas City and, and pushed the tracks out. So still yeah. better about that after 20 years. Understandable. Understandable. Yeah, I think... Uh, as you know, you get swept up in the winter meetings anyway uh, in that environment, and you feel like you can't uh, – maybe not so much the Royals in 2018, but generally you, yeah. you feel like if you're a beat reporter, you can't leave the grounds uh, out of nope. fear of something going down. I don't think you'll have uh, quite that problem this year. Um, you know, We've talked before. It's obviously going to be a quiet winter for the Royals, and ergo, it should be a quiet winter meetings for the Royals. You would think, I mean, you know, last year at this time we were we were worried about, you know, what's going to happen to Eric Hosmer. You know, you had Mike Moustakis out there. <clears throat> no such free agents to, to be concerned about this year. But, uh, and as we talked about last week, you know, they're, they're probably not going to make any big sexy signings or anything like that. But they do have a few needs. They've, they've got to, you know, get a, a backup shortstop. I mean, that's just, uh, it, it's not going to, you know, be headline news anywhere like that, but they do need to do that. And and actually, you know, some of the other teams' non-tenders. I was looking through that list uh, yesterday. Uh, they've got four open spots now on their forty-man, and I wouldn't be shocked if if they did show a little bit of interest in someone like a Billy Hamilton, who, you know, fits their profile: fast, speedy, doesn't hit very well, but uh, can certainly steal bases and, and chase down everything in the outfield. Um, because the center field job right now is still pretty open between. Ryan Goodwin and, and Brett Phillips. So uh, I wouldn't be shocked about that. If this was a, a year later, I would say in the, in the rebuild, I would say there'd be some interest in James McCann. They've always liked his defensive skills. Um, he was non-tenored by Detroit. Uh, so we'll keep an eye on that because you never know. I mean, uh, the, this organization loves to try to, to get guys like that on the cheap. And that's not an insult. It's just the way that is uh, with their economics. And uh, wouldn't be shocked if they showed a little interest in those guys. Yeah, it's it's a really cold-blooded league right now um, in terms of front offices making decisions, just cold and calculated. And uh, as a result, a lot of interesting names were non-tendered last week. And and yeah, there, there could be opportunity for a team like the Royals. And then the with the open spots on the 40-man, as you said, um, that Thursday, uh, the Rule 5 draft next Thursday becomes interesting for a team in the Royals position because, you know, just speaking generally without looking at the list of players uh, who are available, but um, you know, they're, they're in one of those spots where you can give a guy an opportunity over the course of a major league season. Oh, that's absolutely true, Anthony, because, you know, last year they, they picked up Brad Keller, uh, and Burt Smith. Now Burt Smith didn't work out. You know, they, they never really saw that hundred mile an hour fastball that, uh, he came build with, but, uh, look, Brad Keller, uh, 
was you know a, a fringe rookie of the year candidate and had a terrific year and just a, a great pickup in the Rule Five and they'll definitely be active in that uh, Thursday at the Rule Five draft. So as we said, uh, a lot of guys were non-tendered last week. The Royals non-tendered four players who were on their forty-man roster. Now none of them were arbitration eligible. It's just a situation where they were removed from the forty-man. Uh, go over those moves for us, Jeffrey. Yeah, they did. They needed to clear up some space. I didn't think they'd go with all four. They did need to, you know, at least get two or three spots. <clears throat> excuse me, to uh, you know, so you can at least uh, participate in the Rule Five draft. Uh, the biggest name, of course, was Bubba Starling. You know, first round draft pick in 2012 uh, from locally here from Kansas, and uh, just has not panned out. Uh, you know, he's I think he's almost 26 now or 25, and and uh, great athlete. Uh, plays terrific defense, has not been able to stay healthy the last couple of years, has, has not been uh, advancing uh, offensively as much as they'd like, but uh, pretty sure they're going to try to re-sign him. Um, they did re-sign Andres Machado, right-hander yesterday. Um, they've got three more guys that, you know, like I mentioned, Bubba Starling, they'd like to re-sign. Samir Dunez is a first baseman who was put on the 40 a, a couple years ago, and they were expecting him to kind of shoot through the system. That hasn't happened, but I do think they'll try to re-sign him. And then Jason Adam, uh, right-hander, uh, big arm, uh, local kid from Overland Park. Uh, he was uh, a guy they, they traded in 2014, their first World Series year uh, under this regime, to the Twins and got Josh Willingham, who ended up getting a big hit uh, in the wildcard game. And... Uh, Got him back off of waivers uh, last year, and uh, or actually the year before, and and actually you know uh, has shown a lot of potential. Uh, could probably hit 96, 97, 98 consistently uh, with his four seamer. Uh, just struggled with his command and uh, needed needed spot on the forty man roster, so um, he came off. But I, I do expect that uh, they will re-sign him um, and have those four open spots to, to look forward to the winter meetings. I can't believe it didn't get more pub that the Royals signed Machado, Jeffrey. I'm surprised yeah. that uh, did not create more waves in the marketplace. But um, no, I just called up the 2011 draft order, though, and I'm, I'm not rubbing it in. But boy, if you're a Royals fan, it will turn your stomach quite a bit. And we and at the time, you know, people felt good about the Bubba Starling pick, you know, as, as a local guy and um, a local legend, so to speak. But yeah, Anthony Rendon goes right after Bubba Starling. Archie Bradley, Francisco Lindor, Javi Baez, uh, George Springer went 11th in that draft. Brandon Nimmo, Jose Fernandez, Sonny Gray, uh, just yeah, just a lot of talent in that first round. Jeez, oh man. Yeah, the Bubba Starling uh, pick in 2011 obviously has been one of the most uh, criticized draft picks uh, in, in recent Royals history. But you know, in defense of the club, you got a guy uh, who was a, a local standout, uh, three-sport athlete, terrific athlete. Uh, and obviously, you know, the guys that were picked after him, guys like Francisco Lindor, uh, Rendon, and, and so forth, uh, it, it makes it look bad. But, you know, you go back to uh, years and years ago when uh, they let Albert Pujols, uh, another guy right in their backyard, uh, go to the Cardinals. Um, and those are, those are tough decisions to make because if, if you don't pick a local star athlete, and he becomes a big success, you look even worse uh, down the road that, hey, he was right in your backyard and, and you whiffed on it. So um, at the time, I think a lot of teams were interested in Bubba Starling um, because of, you know, you're talking about a guy who's 6'3", 6'4", 
uh, can run like the wind. And uh, they just, everybody kind of thought he was going to be, you know, maybe the next Ken Griffey Jr. or whatever. Uh, he had that kind of athletic ability. It hasn't panned out. Uh, he was non-tendered last week. And uh, I do expect that, that he will re-sign eventually with the Royals and he'll take another crack at, uh, you know, resurrecting his career. Uh, but, yeah, a tough decision back then in 2011. Um, it's just it, the baseball draft is it, so wacky. You just you just don't know. Yeah, absolutely. Baseball's draft is the strangest up front because uh, nobody knows what we're looking at. And then it's it's the most fascinating to go back years later and to peel, uh, you know, peel back the layers a little bit. Um, so the Royals did uh, sign three arbitration eligible players uh, last week. In addition to making those those other moves, they, they re-signed some guys. What were those moves, Jeffrey? Yeah, the Royals did re-sign their three arbitration-eligible guys uh, uh, last week as well, Jesse Hahn, Brian Flynn, and, and Chester Cuthbert. Of the three, really the only one that, that maybe surprised me a little bit was Chester Cuthbert because uh, he's battled injuries. Uh, he, hasn't, he hasn't been the same player that he was in 2016 uh, when he filled in for an injured Mike Moustakis and uh, hit something like 274 or so with with 12 homers and and there and played good defensively and there was a lot of hope that you know he could possibly be the third baseman of the future. Uh, he's just not been able to stay healthy. Uh, Hunter Dozier has kind of uh, risen above him as maybe the the heir apparent at third base. So, uh, but they did they did re-sign him um, under a million dollars. It's not the type of contract that anybody's going to lose any sleep over uh, financially. Uh, but he will compete with Dozier at third base. And, and uh, he, he knows, I think, at this point in his career, I'm talking about Cuthbert, that uh, it, it's time to make a move. He's, he's going to have to show uh, that he can be a part of the 25-man roster uh, going forward. So, Jeffrey, last week we talked about Mike Matheny joining the Royals organization. And you pointed out that, uh, you know, there was all that talk of, okay, is he going to be Ned Yost's eventual replacement? And you point out there's a couple guys already in-house who might be ahead of him in that pecking order. And one of those guys is Pedro Grafal, who is reportedly going to get an interview for the Orioles managerial job. Yeah, Pedro Grafal is really an interesting uh, a, a guy on the staff. Um, you know, with all the Mike Matheny talk last week uh, about him possibly being the successor to Ned Yost whenever Ned decides to step down, which could be after next year or even after 2020. But Pedro Grafal um, is, is a very well-respected uh, coach in this industry. Uh, obviously, he's bilingual. He gets along with the Latin players very well. A former catcher uh, has a close relationship with Salvi Perez, um, and uh, has already uh, uh, been in line to interview with the Orioles' uh, managerial job. Um, had a shot with the Astros' uh, job a few years back. Uh, but he, he's also a guy that the Royals uh, very much consider a possible replacement for Ned Yost as well, along with uh, bench coach Dale Swain. So. Uh, like I mentioned, Pedro is a very interesting guy because he's been kind of their liaison uh, between the front office and the coaching staff in terms of uh, analytics and stuff like that. But he's not your typical uh, I'm all in on analytics guy. He's, he's much more discerning about which ones uh, are worth uh, using or exploring or utilizing um, and which ones aren't. Uh, for example, as a former catcher, um, he's very skeptical, I think, of, of some of the framing stats. Um, he will look at them. Uh, take a very co close look at them, but ultimately he he'll judge his catchers uh, with his own eyes. Um, and I think uh, like Ned and a lot of the guys, they look at these stats, includes you know including shifting stats, and 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 worry about how the data is collected and and how the how it's valued, um, rather than just going oh we're just going to do this because the data tells us to. Uh, he's he's 
that discerning when it comes to to analytics and uh, I think that appeals to a lot of teams uh, looking forward to a, a, a manager. All right, good stuff as always from Jeffrey Flanagan. And Jeffrey, even if uh, the Royals don't make any moves and uh, you don't yourself play the tables, there's always the buffets in Vegas, so you can always hit those. Yes, yeah. yeah, so that's, that's the old fallback. All right, good stuff. Thanks for doing this, Jeffrey. It's blazing hot outside. You get in your car to turn on the AC to get cold air pumping, but it blows hot air out. This issue is commonly caused by low refrigerant due to leaks in the AC system. You want an easy, all-in-one solution that will restore the cold air in no time. AC Pro Recharge Kits. Make restoring cold air easy for even those with zero DIY experience in less than 10 minutes. Save time and money versus going to a shop by picking up an AC Pro Recharge Kit today. Be a pro with AC Pro.